Oh, what does it say? Oh, just well, hello, recording everybody. Recording. We are going. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hi. We are here with actor and now author Meg Tilly. We are very excited to have her for the very first time. Meg, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just sitting here with you, sipping a cup of tea and chatting away. Look, seeing all your books behind you. We see the Runaway Heiress back there, Little Cliff's yeah. Edge, Hidden Cove. Actually, Bob it's Island. not really. Yeah, I mean, it looks oh. like the Runaway Heiress. It but does. Yes. It's just like, it looks like I do some of those things I did in movies, but it actually, we have, I haven't gotten it yet. So they sent me a cover. Okay. So if you, you know how you can tell if somebody's doing a cover, like, Ooh, look at mine is it doesn't quite match up. Oh, <laughs> that looks like a video. Yes, the runaway heiress is right here. <laughs> well, it comes out July 27th. Yes. Um, so you'll be getting your galley soon, I'm sure. Yes, and you're yes. doing, yeah, you'll be doing a lot of press. Thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. Thanks, John. So now, I know that Soulless Island was part of like your series yes. and now you kind of, this, this is a standalone book, yes. but it's kind of set near the same area if I'm correct. Right. So you just kind of went back to the same area. So tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Okay. So Soulless Island is those that set Soulless Island, Cliff's Edge and Hidden Cove is one set of series. Each book is a standalone book, but they all take place on Soulless Island. Now the runaway heiress, it, it, mm -hmm. she's in here. She's in right. the Hidden Cove, okay. but you don't have to read Hidden Cove to do it because in Hidden Cove, she's Mary Browning, but, but she's actually, in this book, she's, um, her, her real name's uh, Sarah Rainsford, but she's going under a fake name with, right. with that one as well. So I thought, oh dear, how do I do this? I wasn't going to write it, but then all my readers kept writing and saying, what happened to Mary? What happened to Mary? Mary needs a book. And so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so this is Mary's book, except for it's not Mary. Her real name is Sarah Rainsford. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh no, no, please go ahead. This... Oh, so she's she's on the run. So you're like, well, why right. is she in the attorney? She's on the run because she has an abusive husband who she who's a lieutenant, like Lieutenant Kevin Hawkins, and he's um, determined to get her because she's, as you can tell, the title's the runaway heiress. Shout out to um, Christina Dodd, who helped me because I was having a Zoom with Christina Dodd and um, Jane Ann Krentz and um, Susan Elizabeth Phillips. And I was like, yeah, but I just don't know what to name it. And then they came up with several names. And then Christine Dodd came up with, what about the, the heiress? And then my editor said, what about the runaway heiress? Because she's running away. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so yes. that's how I got the name. Thanks to her. She writes wonderful um, suspense. She does. She's great. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So, oh, okay. yeah, so I was going to ask, um, for this, did you have the story in mind and then realize that she was a perfect fit? Or did you think, well, I want to use her. How do I fit her into a story? Yeah, that's the um, B. But I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, I, I didn't actually know that I was actually going to write one, Jeff. I was like, uh, they had kept on asking. But then this character popped up, uh, Mick Telford who's a director. So he's a Hollywood golden boy director who seems like, but I kind of based him on a few people that I know. He's kind of like a compilation. So he started out much more, like he's kind of a wild man, but he started out much more kind of like, whoa. But then I had to tone it down for, you know, for the area that I'm writing in. But, you know, cause, and, and, but I, I just loved him. He started talking and I based him on you know, a couple of people that I know, and he grew up in a brothel and in Nevada and has become this person, but he still feels like the person that he was growing up. So he still feels, 
which, uh, you know, all my characters, you're going to always in one of my books, you're going to find somebody who's up there where people are like, ooh, fancy. And they're really like me with the scruffy hair and the rat's nesting, you know, like grew up entirely different than what people imagined. So that's kind of like an ongoing theme is, is you know, who you, uh, who the world sees and then who you feel you are and that the real person is somewhere in the middle. But, you know, and, and so he showed up. And so then somehow they came together because she's on the run. She ends up broke. She has to take this job with him as his personal assistant, even though she's highly qualified. And um, and then it's like, OK, so is she safe now? You know, she's in this moneyed enclave in Mulholland Drive. Um, or has she just thrown Mick in the crosshairs of, you know, the deadly danger that's right. stalking her? You know, so it's like and then they've got the romance that happens. But. I just love Mick. I think he's a great, um, he's just a great, they both, their chemistry is really good, but they both also are a real good balance for each other. And they're unexpected, they're, the way they are in their life. So I really love it. Oh, that's awesome. I really hope it, I hope everybody loves it. <laughs> now, now we've talked with, um, we just interviewed Deborah Goodrich Royce not too long ago, you know, and I'm right. from yeah. Finding Mrs. Ford and then her latest book that's out. But the one thing, and a couple other actors and screenwriters, and the one thing that I love, you know, when I talk to actors and actresses that are becoming authors is the challenge. Because when you're doing a movie and you're in one of my favorite ones in Psycho 2, and so there's a lot of instances in there where you can do a lot of things that are unspoken and people will just see it. Like you can be walking through with a knife, never having to say a word and people are going to wonder what you're doing. Yes. But now you're going to have to take that scene and put it in a book that I can then picture. Yes. How difficult is it for you to change your acting ability to say, I don't have to say anything to get across what I want to do. Yeah. But now you got to write that. Ah, uh, you guys ask cool questions. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a big, it's not that big of a step. And actually I, I, my acting teacher knew I was a writer before I did. It was, I was oh. studying with Peggy Fury at the Loft Studio. And okay. one day she was doing a scene with some other people and they were doing the stuff and all, and she was giving them a critique and all of a sudden she stopped. She said, hold on, hold on just a minute. And she turned around and she looked right at me. I was in the, you know, the class watching and she said, you, you're a writer. And I thought she couldn't be talking to me, but she was. <laughs> and she just said, you think like a writer. So I think that the acting training, she had us study uh, an author, like a writer, a screenwriter, all their work. So when we worked on Pinter, we did all of Pinter's plays. We read all of them. We studied them. How do all the pieces and puzzle pieces fit in? And then, you know, if you were doing, you know, Pirandello, or if you're doing Ingmar Bergman. So you always have that. So as an actor, you are just a piece of it. So sometimes it could be frustrating because you are and you see it in her one way, but you don't get to choose what other people see or what they don't, or you have to figure out what all the background is. And I was an actor who memorized the entire script so that I knew the whole circle of it and the oh, pieces wow. that went in. So that's the way that I work just organically. And so it's a lot of work, but then when you just get into the scene, then you can just breathe. So for me, it wasn't, the biggest step was my own Writers are fancy people, you know, yeah. writers are the intelligent people. Writers are people who have multiple like university degrees. And that's not actually true for you writers. That's not actually true at all. <laughs> yeah. If writers are people who learn how to see things, see beyond the skin or what somebody says or what they do as are good actors. So it's really fun because I get to 
have them say one thing, but be inside their body and, and they're feeling something else or, you know, so that, so it's, for me, it's uh, the natural progression, but it's more rewarding because I get to, I mean, it's fun to create with people, but right. this one I get to. It's do, all you. Yeah. I get to light it. I get to set it. I get to cut like, Oh, this doesn't like, cause I write and then I rewrite and then I rewrite and I rewrite until it feels good to me. And I also don't need permission in order to, to be creative. Like with acting, you need to be hired. You need to, you know, have somebody say, yes, you're the one. Whereas writing, you can write like for you writers out there. Yes. I've been fortunate enough to be published by, you know, 10, 10 times by like wonderful publishers, but there's so many things now for other people out there who can publish on their own or they can write and create. And so, um, I think that that's a real wonderful gift that we've been given in the last little while for people who, who have a voice that's dying to get out or a way of seeing things. It's a lot of hard work, you know, it's a lot of hard work, but, but I enjoy it. It's just like making a big, big meal, a feast for everybody. And then they come and it's gone a little while they eat it and it's gone, and, you know, and then you move on to the next. Well, you can see the joy on your face just talking about it. I mean, yeah, it I'm comes lucky. across. Yeah, it comes I'm across. I'm lucky to have found it. And yeah. that people want to read it and that people buy my books and support me. I'm so blessed, you know. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's fun to climb into. Okay. And especially during, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys. We just have been through a terrible pandemic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was really nice to climb into a different world, you true. know. Yeah. Well, you kind of lead me to the next question. Uh, who is Sarah Flynn? Okay. <laughs> so speaking of all the options that you have out there. So Sarah Flynn is the name that I use. Wait, where is it? Do I have an old one? Oh. Which one you got? Okay. So you've got. So you know how I said there's choices for everybody out there? Yeah. So Sarah Flynn, is there anything kind of familiar? Huh. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is, so what happened is I hadn't planned on writing romantic suspense. I wrote, you know, I've written YA, I've written literary books, I've written, you know, um, uh, children like for middle grade, but I hadn't planned on doing that. And what happened is my friend, my dearly beloved friend who I've We've been friends for like 20, I don't know, 22 years, 23 years, maybe 24. I don't know, a long, long time. He came to visit, his, his brother passed away and he, he was very close to him. He was, he's much older than, not much older. If Ken's watching, he's a little bit older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's in his eighties, but he came to visit and um, I'd never seen him of course, because his brother just died and he was, and we said, come up, just come. We just dropped everything, come and yeah. stay. So he came and stayed and he was grieving and um, we cooked for him. But I was worried because he was, I'd never seen him like that. And all the years I've known him, I'd never seen him so. Broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's a huge loss, right? Yeah, you break. And, um, yeah. So, the, so the, the one thing that he cheered up about is he had done a book. He had done a book and done it on Amazon. So for the last three years, he had been like, Meg, Meg, like, seriously, you got to do it. It's great. And I could teach you the ropes and this and that. And I was be like, oh, yeah, Ken, sure. Well, yeah, maybe someday. 
but I really like working with publishers. So I just thought maybe someday. And then, but then when I saw him, then I was lying in bed with my husband and I was just thinking of him and um, he was upstairs and I just said, I'm going to do it. Don said, what? I said, I'm going to just write something to, to put on Amazon because I thought it would help encourage him. And I, to like, I was worried that he might yeah. follow his brother, right? Yeah. So anyway, so I just went out the next morning and I made him, he, he loves porridge. I'm, he loves the porridge. I make it with like apples, cut apples and cinnamon, oh, wow. a little dollop of rum and, and nutmeg. And then, you know, you do chopped toasted almonds and caught up cranberries and some fresh bananas and you can drizzle like maple syrup and, you know, a little bit of brown sugar, a little butter cream. Okay, so anyway, I am so hungry now. I was going to say, we're, we're on our way over now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I used to not like oatmeal because it was like, you know, it was, you know, but, yeah. but when you, when you do that to it, and also I didn't do this when he was there, but now I've started putting just a little glug, not a big glug, just a little glug of rum for flavors. So if you're oh, going to okay. do it, if you're going to back up and say, now, what does she put in it? Just do that. And I do also steel cut oats and rolled oats, a okay. mixed texture. But anyway, that's the size. So I was making that for him. And I just said casually, Ken, I've been thinking about what you said, and I'm going to do it. He goes, do what? No, do, do what? Trying to be, you know, but like just, and I said, I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to put it on Amazon, and you're going to help me. Well, he just cheered right up. And all of a sudden, he had a project and something to look forward to. And he's like, okay, so this is what you do. And okay, now let me show you the analytics. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, analytics. There you, you go. Yeah. But he starts showing me and he's like, and here's the program that you can use to format it. And here's where you can go to get a cheap, you know, somebody to make a cheap cover. And here's where you can. And he was so excited and it lifted him. And then I'm like, oh, now I got to write it. So then I just see, now you got to write yeah, it. Yeah, right. And I'm like, well, I, I, I thought, I'm going to write, what am I going to write? And, I, and so I was walking with my friend because um, we go walk and I said, what do I do? And I said, I think I'm going to try to write a romantic suspense like Jane Ann Krentz, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing where, you, you know, it's like a, just a fun ride and, and I can do it because, because I won't do it as me. I said, I'm going to do it under a different name because I didn't want my publish, you know, publishers that, to be like, oh, what? She went to the dark side. Although it's not the dark side because now much more, many more people are doing it. But I just didn't, so I thought I'll do it. So then I came up with the name and how I came up with Sarah Flynn was, Sarah was my old Rottweiler dog I had who, oh. and I loved her and we <clears> call it, you know, she was like, she was just meant so much to us. And she was with us for 12 years and I missed her even mm -hmm. though it was a long time ago. So I did Sarah and then Flynn is a family name on my mother's side a little bit because the, of the Irish side. So that's how she became. And once I had my name, it was like my Superman's cape. And all of a sudden it was like, it's not me. It's Sarah Flynn. Cause I'd tried to write romantic suspense before. Cause I love it. But I was like, Oh, I'm not good enough to write that, which is weird. Cause a lot of people want to transition into, you know, writing literary or whatever. But for me, that was the golden chalice. So I just started writing and it was the fastest book I ever wrote because I wanted to, and I kept on calling Ken like, what do I do now? Okay, well, I've got, so I did that. And then um, Penguin Random House, which is also a uh, Jove, which is an imprint of them, uh, bought it, gave me a three book deal. So that's how the Solace Island series came out. And then, and then they bought Runaway Heiress. I'm, I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's over there you got it yeah left arm <laughs> they bought runaway heiress like um so i did that and um so it's it's been the gift was to him 
but it was such a gift to me because I never would have had the bravery to try romantic suspense when, you know, when you've read that kind of thing, you'd think, oh, but I couldn't do that. But I guess I just absorbed it by osmosis. Mm -hmm. And now all the genres that you've written in, is this your most favorite right now? Is this where you're going to stay? This is where you're going to stay? Yeah. This is where I'm going to stay. You know, as long as people still buy my books, this is where I'm going to stay. Although things shift a little. I was going to say, this is where I'm going to stay. But the the thing I'm writing now, that's another set of three. It's it's shifted on me a little bit. So let me guess. It went a little darker, right? What? A little darker. Because what happens is you kind of get into that romantic suspense thing and then you start pushing the boundaries and then all of a sudden you're a freaking thriller writer. Um, Yeah, that kind of, but I'm trying to pull it. Yeah, see, I knew it. (laughs) Well, you know why it works for me. Okay, you know why the world, because I've got, I I do like to know that everything's going to be okay in the end. But I also have a really dark side from whatever, life, childhood, whatever. But so it's kind of like the perfect marriage to have both. But yes, so that's where I I am wrestling with that manuscript. I'm at the end of it. And it's it took a different turn. Let me tell you. Is it a trilogy? Are all you saying you have three books that are going to be together? So they're going to be in a series like a trilogy? Three. This next one's three but it opened a whole can of worms. So okay. with, so I don't know how it's gonna end up because I'm, I write, rewrite, but these ones, they're all standalone. Right. But this one, yes, it, there is a resolution and there is a, but the, but, but the next, but there's not an ultimate resolution, you know, for each one, like these ones, individual uh, protagonist and antagonist, you know, separate. Yep. This one, it, the stories are more interwoven because I had so much time on my hands <laughs> again, we I can blame it on the pandemic, but I had so, so the stories just got more complicated and more, you know, like the roots of a tree underground. It's like, they just started being like, no, this is happening. And now this is happening. I'm like, wait, 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 push that down. No, 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 no. Oh, right. oh, okay. It, it won't let me go forward now. I have to. So that's how I write. Got to write yourself in a corner to get yourself out. Yeah, I got a lot of corners. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, I think you being a fan of the genre helps write the genre. You can tell sometimes when writers are writing something and they clearly have never even read that particular genre. Yeah. It, it makes you wonder. Um, how, do you, how do you balance that line between romance and suspense? It's a tightrope walk, right? So... So it's like, it's like being a juggler and you've got to keep uh, it all in the air. And it's for me, it's like for some people, they know, like they have a formula and they do it. For me, like my acting or something, you put the work in, but it's more of a feel. It's more of a, like all those years, I guess, of acting where you're like, no, this, is, this doesn't feel right. Where you can, you can fool other people, but you can't fool yourself. If I'm not, if I'm not, if it doesn't feel right, I get stuck and I can't go on. So it's like, and it's just kind of like a rhythm. And I think for reading it for over 30 years, it's kind of like a rhythm. Like you can tell like, okay, we need to, it, we need this. We need now them to, you, you can just feel it. It's like a pulse. It's sort of like, how do you know how to, well, I was gonna say, how do you know how to make love? But it's kind of like you just, if you're in it, if you're out here and in your head, then you miss a lot. But if you're in the body, then then 
you you don't have to be like it's like you just I don't know or or make cooking something you know you're just you a lot just more mindful of and what you're, like, you're doing oh yeah. yes this this needs a you know this yeah. chili needs some cinnamon huh right or, you know a little molasses <laughs> to yeah. beer yeah. exactly well, one other thing I'm curious about because we know a lot of authors and one of their goals is always to have their book turned into a TV show or film. <laughs> and you actually have, since you have the background in that, uh -huh. I'm curious about, will we be seeing any of this on the screen anytime soon? Right. So a lot of people have written and said, these would make great movies. Like, you know, they, yeah. but I think for me, the, again, the golden chalice isn't a movie because I've done movies. So even if you get, I, I've, I've written, several of my books have been optioned. Uh, Porcupine was optioned, um, Singing Songs was optioned and, and things were written, uh, I wrote. I've sold screenplays, uh, maybe six or seven, you know? So I know, the, I know that world, um, but I know also how hard it is, even though people are like, yes, I got optioned. You know, like I was like, yes, I got optioned, mm -hmm. but is it actually gonna be made into a movie? And and if it's made into a movie, is that more? I guess for, I guess the the upside is if it is, then then it's um, more money. But if you've been careful and invested well, then it's sort of more like how do I want to spend my time, right? How do I want to spend my life hours? So it's not like I would feel unfulfilled if none of them ever did. I do think that they would make good movies but I don't need them to be made into movies. I really like that people can pick them up and just read them and, mm -hmm. and dive in and, and have an escape. It's like a roller coaster ride, you know, it thrills, chills, but you also get your like, you know, it's, it's yeah. fun, yeah. they're just fun. And that's what I write them for. So I don't have, you know, I, I am 61. I don't have, I'm not career building right here. Right. You know, when you're young, you're like, I gotta do this and I'm gonna do that. Your career building. I'm just like, what's going to give me pleasure to write and hopefully give other people pleasure to read. And that's, that's my goal. And, and if I get, I'm lucky that I can write because I want to. Now it's wonderful. Now, now you, now, of course you've, you've written several books. Now you're into these trilogy that's going to come. But my question is, is that do you look at a book and you specifically say, I want to challenge myself to write better dialogue in this book or different dialogue, or I'm going to do something different with my scenes, or I'm going to do something different with character development or anything. When does that ever come to your head when you're writing a book? Do you have, do you challenge yourself in any kind of way with each book? No, I, I mean, it's a challenge. I think I get to be a better, well, a different writer. Right. Like I, I kind of know, I can kind of feel the, points you have to hit, I can feel it, but that's not, but sometimes my characters disagree, but I, um, <laughs> but I don't, um, I don't feel, I feel like for me, because this is new, right? This is my fourth of this, that it still is a challenge, just like, I'm like so proud that I'm writing them after reading for so long so for me it's more like I think my husband's more like like, like oh I've got to do something different things come to me and I guess I'm ch I guess for somebody else which would be a challenge like I'm gonna write from this kind of for me it's more oh 
what flavor do I want to have in my life right now? Or, and then sometimes I might think it's going to be one thing and it ends up being something else. But for me, it's more of a, I mean, my challenge is I want it to be the best book it can. And then I think, I feel like I've learned, like you, if you read them, my first one was like, we, and I wrote it and I did a bunch of uh, drafts, like, cause I write a lot of, uh, go through a lot of drafts, but mm-hmm. it's better the, than with each draft. The second one, you're like, it's like kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, found my speed, you know. And I think on this one, on the um, Runaway Heiress, I'm really proud of it. Like, I'm yeah. really proud of the twists and turns. I'm proud of the twists and turns in all of them. But this one, I was like, wow. But maybe you always feel that way about the book that you have recently done, because that's when you have all the knowledge of all the ones you've done behind you right there. So, so who knows, except for the one I'm working on now, I'm like, what the heck happened? Cause actually it was going to be my, I'm going to segue from, maybe I'm going to do just because the pandemic, I'm not going to have a danger. I'm not going to have dead bodies showing up. I'm not going to have the suspense. I'm going to write, just something that's a feel-good romance. That's what this one is. That you so you're not. Sometimes you gonna touch. Darker. Are what? you gonna touch COVID at all in your books? No. Good I don't for you. Read about it. Good yeah. for you. Thank yeah. you. Now there's some authors that say there are, but then many many authors are like, I lived it. I don't want to. Yeah. We, we ain't talking about it. We're writing escapism. Mm. You yes. know, we're writing like let's co- curl up Good. with a cozy book and and you know some maybe some penny candy and chips to balance the sweet and mm-hmm. just have a fun ride, yep. fun ride. And then you all of a sudden you're thinking about friends that you lost or, you know, how scared and terrified you all were. Or for me, I, that's not what I am in the mood to read. You okay. know, I have read, you know, uh, there's, you know, cause I read a lot, you know, somebody makes just a reference to it, you know, that's fine, but I don't want, uh, I don't want to be slogging through it again. No way. <laughs> that's a good word i don't want to be slogging exactly <laughs> yeah uh, one of the things i love about you is your tea time uh, it, it really provides insight into you could you talk about that so uh it's called makes cozy tea time and it's on youtube and i never thought i'd be saying oh i have a channel on youtube because i didn't know youtube like my husband so how it started is my husband we were in the pandemic And my husband decided I've got to do something to keep from going like bananas. So he decided he was going to learn how to play the guitar. So he went to YouTube and found all these different, um, different people who were teaching and people who were talking. And he started on me, you know, right uh, like around a month into the pandemic said, you, you should have a YouTube channel. It would be really cozy and it would give people a place to go and, and to feel like they have a friend during these times when we can't visit or see anyone. And I was like, oh, honey, yeah, um, I don't really, you know, it's the same thing like Ken. I did this as a favor to my husband. So uh, around three months into or four months into, it was July. We were exercising and I was working on the new book and I had written four pages, which I never write in one day. And I was feeling like I could walk on water because I usually if I get three, I'm happy. So we were exercising and he started on the YouTube thing again, which he had several times. And like, I just think it would be a nice public service to do. And I'm like, honey, the thing is, I don't want to have to present like I I, I just I don't want to have to like, you know, put on makeup because you don't have to. He said, I'm on YouTube. Nobody does. He's like, you don't have to. I'm like, 
oh, well. So then I had my next excuse. I said, I don't want to have to put together cute outfits. He goes, you don't have to. I said, come on. He goes, no, you can just wear, the, like, you look at that grotty old t-shirt. You're, you can wear that. That's what people do. I said, but I'd have to brush my hair because you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, okay, let's go. And you're like, well, then can I get somebody else to play me? I, don't I know, right? <laughs> but he was so insistent. And it was a time where it was kind of like where he was, I just want to, he said, oh, I said, well, the electronics and posting, he goes, I'll do that. I'll do the, I'll do the post. I'll post it. You just sit down and talk. I'm like, okay, let's go. I was sweaty from exercising. I, ha I had, I don't know about the rest of you, but I, it's not like I was um, <clears throat> showering every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. That's it's another way to say, yeah, I had my pandemic hair. I had no makeup. I had an old t-shirt that was 20 years old. That was a hand-me-down from my sister, Jen. So I don't know how old it was that oh, had holes in it. I sit down and I say, okay, so we put, he put it on a tripod and taped it with packing tape, taped the phone to the thing. And then I put on a light and turned it on so you could see, cause it was night. And he says, okay, just hit, hit record and talk. So I hit record and I talked. I was calling his bluff, right? And then instead <laughs> I said, okay, here it is. It was like six minutes. And I said, here you go. When you want to watch it and he watched it, he goes, this is fantastic. And he posted it <laughs> and I didn't think anybody was going to watch, but oh my goodness, we've go. got like a wonderful community and so many people watch and we just have a really good time. And I just talk, I don't know why, like I talk about whatever they, people write questions in the comments and then I'll choose one or two and I answer them. And, and that's what it became. But I realized just the other day I had a, I had, you know, those aha moments. I yes. realized that of course, people that he was watching didn't brush their hair and wore grotty old t-shirts and didn't put makeup on because he was watching men. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, because the women on YouTube, they look beautiful. <laughs> they are aware they brush their hair and you know, they've got pretty outfits and, and the makeup and, you know, so I have makeup today because, you know, I'm doing professional stuff. But yeah, so I, I thought that was really funny. I never would have done it if I'd actually researched YouTube oh, and what cool. it was, but I love it. It's been really fun. So nice. I'm glad you're doing it. So thank you. Oh, and, thank you. I'm glad you're watching. Thank you. And so now, of course, there's a link to that on your website. And I would yes. say the best place for everyone to find out about all you got going on is your website, megtillyauthor.com. Uh, which has the links to all your social media and everything. Now, which social media site besides YouTube are you kind of interact the most with fans? Twitter, Facebook? I'd Instagram. say that YouTube, I mean, I do, I have a Twitter and I have a, somebody puts things on Facebook for me because I don't know how to operate that. And yeah. I don't really like the YouTube, that's because my husband will post it. Like, I'll be like, here you go. Right. <laughs> he'll, he'll go post it and put, you know, like title it and stuff like that. So I would say that I do there, I do a bit with Twitter and I have Instagram, but um, I don't know. Like, Are you going to go to any book conferences? Do you have anything I set do, up but not with the pandemic. So okay, I don't so know. We've only got, virtual? Like in Canada, we've only, I've only gotten my invitation for my first shot. So I'm waiting for my booking invitation for my second, which I don't know if it's going to be a month, two months. I don't know. So I can't book anything until I'm fully vaccinated and we find out what this darn Delta is doing. So, right. 
So any virtual events you're going to have coming up? That oh, yeah, tons. Do? Yeah, well, you guys, yeah. I, a bunch. I have a bunch. And oh, I'm also doing a, um, I'm doing a signing like a book launch thing at the Ripped Bodice on I should have all these dates, Dab Nabbit, but also and, and also the Poisoned Pen has asked me to do an interview, John Charles, who's amazing. And I'm doing something at Village Books for my friend Mary, who has a book coming out. And I'm doing, oh, what else am I doing? I'm doing lots of this kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not lost. You guys are special, but. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but it was just great. You know, it was just great when we saw, uh, when I saw that you were writing and I, and then I looked back and I, when I got the book and then I looked, oh, I had no idea that she had written these other three. So it was one of those things that, you know, just, just kind of got it. But the Runaway Heiress, again, everybody is coming out July 27th. Don't walk, but run and go Aww. get it because you're going to love it. It's a great book. And Aww. I look forward to seeing what you got coming up because now I'm excited to see you go just a little on the darker <laughs> side, kind of see you kind of turn to the dark side a little bit. But it, that's the it, way it works. It's a little unusual, I'm telling you. I well, was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't say I mean, heck, but you know, we're on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, but pretty soon, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you just kind of roll into darker, a little darker things and and there you go. All of a sudden, you're a thriller writer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? no, no, but um, but wrote, now you have no you have no um, uh, thoughts of being just doing a straight series with just one series character. You kind of like the standalone idea and the little short series. I don't even I don't even know. Okay. You know, it's sort of like it's sort of like me deciding right now what I'm gonna feel like in a week from now to oh, eat okay. dinner. Do you know what I mean? Like I. I, I don't know until somebody starts talking to me. And when somebody starts talking to me, it's, uh, and I don't know, like this one that I told you about that kind of went a little bit off the rails and I kept trying to crawl it in, but it was insistent. That one right now it's three, but more people show up. So I, I don't know, I just don't know. But is it one person or is it just different people, but the same other people woven through? I don't know. So, because I've only done the first one and I still have maybe 10 pages to go. Gotta so. love it when your book surprise yourself, don't you? Oh, it's so fun. Isn't that wonderful? It's so fun. You, yeah. so you, you write books as well. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, Jeff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, and then, you yeah. know, you I've been- Do so you write together? About, no. No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So he's trying, he's trying to convince me. Tell me a little bit about the books that you've got going on right now. Cause I should have done research, but I, I didn't. Oh yeah. No, this oh, is, just, no, what, what, yeah. I mean, pretty much the magazine suspense magazine is what okay. this is. And then now I do suspense publishing. So we just did an anthology with Jeffrey Deaver. We have oh. another one coming up with Catherine Coulter. Mm -hmm. um, wow. And then we'll have another one coming out probably at the end of next year with Peter James. If you know who Peter James yeah, is. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So they're all, so we're going to, so we're doing, um, like Alison Brennan is in this one, uh, along with, got, I mean, we got a Kelly Armstrong. So we got a bunch of anthology coming up for Catherine Culture. That's what we're going right. to do. But as far as like actually writing, there's a couple ideas that we have going. And then Jeff, you know, he likes to do some cozies and he does, he does some great companion books. Oh, really? Does, yeah, I, I do a lot of uh, nonfiction companion books for authors. Uh -huh. So it's a guide to their works, facts behind the wow. fiction, that sort of thing. Yeah, wow. but I have a cozy mystery that's currently What's waiting to hear. Uh, oh, uh, the cozy. Yeah. Uh, it's the jigsaw puzzle mysteries. Oh, that's a good title. Yeah. So wow. uh, it's called picking up the pieces. That specific one. Wow. Wow. That's cool. So I'm hoping to do a series of those. And actually, your 
your publisher has it now. So fingers uh-huh. crossed. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Cool. And then uh, I'm doing another uh, nonfiction book. And uh-huh. I'm also working on a thriller. Uh-huh. That even John doesn't know about. So no, uh, see, he does this stuff. Uh-huh, so breaking me, news. I know, I know. But I do it. I just told him about a concept that I thought was really cool. I, if you're into music, um, I, I'm, I'm looking at doing a novelization of a concept album, which has never been done. Taking a concept album that a musician uh-huh. wrote and then yeah. writing a novel about it to make it, you know, just make it a novel because there's wow. so many things, you know, before. So we'll see if that pans out. That would be really wow. cool. Now, yeah. will you like so? Some authors they play the music while they're while. No, this will basically novelize the story that yeah. they wrote in the album. So it's going to be like to start at the beginning of okay. their lives, and then it'll weave into the album of the story. So it just makes it bigger. Wow! wow. So it's one of those things. Yeah. Wow. So something I thought about different because I'm like, why has nobody tried this? And it's a great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could do that because it's like, wow, how would you ever? But. You know, that's how that's how real original work comes out. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, so. And, and I and, love murder mysteries and we have yeah. a cozy thing going up. And, you know, we've did so, so, yeah, I mean, because I'm a yeah. huge murder. She wrote like murder mystery person. Yeah, I love I watch movies. all the Hallmark movies myself. So. Yeah, he oh, loves yeah. all the Hallmark movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes you guys a really good balance. We try. I mean, I'm the yang. He's the yang. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Aww. But I'll tell you, but this has been a fabulous interview. And I will also let you know that if you ever want to write for the magazine or send an article or anything like that, just email me at editor at suspensemagazine.com. And if you have anything that you want to get off your head or you want to talk about your writing process or anything, I'll publish it. So send that over. That was fabulous. Thank you. We love to hear. We love to hear all of the, anything that's in an author's mind is just so intriguing to me because you're right. That's where the story lies. And that's where all the fun begins. Yeah. And that's what we like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, this was a thrill. Thank you. Yes. So well, much. thank you so much for coming on. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you again, uh, everybody. MegTillyAuthor.com is the website, the runaway heiress, July 27th. So right uh, when we post this video, the book will be available. So you don't have to like, wait, you can just go get it right then and there. Pre-order yeah. it now. Oh, if it's early. And, um, pre-order. Just one more thing. Is the audible <laughs> book. Gonna, <laughs> She's so sweet. I love is the, the audio book going to be available at the same time? They're doing an audiobook, and I don't know when it's going to be available. Okay. As professional author, I would know that. I am a professional author, but if you I was, are, you know, <laughs> well, sometimes you don't know the dates, but that would be yeah, good. I, I don't mean. know the dates. That's right. Okay. But you're not going to be. Are you going to be doing? You're not going to be uh, doing the narration. No, in the first three, I did. They had me do. The producer had me do um, uh, just a little bit. So I'd read the back okay. bit, or in one, I read one of the characters, a very small character. They did ask. Uh, previously if I would but I was so busy writing the books that I didn't want to do right. it unless I could so no but but I've heard the audio artist that's going to be doing the runaway heiress and I think it's going to be really good so we'll see Fabulous. so excited awesome. cool yeah. thank you well thank, thank you so you. much thank Meg you, yeah. it has thank been a you, pleasure to talk with you uh-huh. we wish you nothing but the best stay safe you too Be good up there stay safe and good writing right yes. good writing <laughs> all right I love we'll, it. Thank we'll you. talk soon okay bye-bye bye-bye why?